Thank you, Bella. Love the enthusiasm. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Soccer Specialist Podcast. And today, I'm going to answer some questions on developing speed, which we talked about in the last podcast. This will probably be another uh, speed podcast to follow up on this with some other things, although I'm going to break it up. Next week, we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to talk a little bit about mental toughness training. But right now, we're going to answer some speed questions. The first one being, how do I increase acceleration speed? This is one I did talk about um, a lot in the last podcast, but it's also crucial. It's a popular question. I got it a number of times, actually. And my number one answer, without a doubt, is get stronger. That is the biggest factor when it comes to acceleration. It's about how much force you can produce, how much force you can put into the ground with your step in order to accelerate, not so much as technique, although that mat does matter as well. Um, by increasing your acceleration speed, which is so important in soccer, much more so than top end speed with all the shorter sprints and the change of direction and things like that. You're going to win more of the 50-50 balls, et cetera, things like that that we've talked about. You're going to have a better vertical. You're going to be able to win more balls out of the air, uh, things like that. As a defender, you'll be able to erase mistakes a lot easier and so on and so forth. So first of all, there's mechanics or acceleration mechanics that you can improve and work on. So that obviously makes a difference in that involves things like wall drills, um, foot poppers, pogo jumps, the lean fall run sprints that I talk about, the half kneeling sprints, a skips, things like that. A great one, if you have it, if it's convenient, is hill sprints. I know a lot of people think they're really popular for conditioning and they are great for that. But in here, we're talking about acceleration mechanics. If you have a steep enough hill, it puts you in that acceleration position automatically because you're leaning into the hill. But when you're doing it for acceleration uh, mechanics and also improvement in terms of power development, a short, make them say 10 yards and also give yourself a lot of rest. You don't, this isn't, it wouldn't be a conditioning drill. It's not the same. Check out the soccerspecialist.com slash YouTube for a number of things that I mentioned, the half kneeling sprint, the the um, lean fall run, et cetera, the pogo jumps, things like that are in there. A lot of them are unlisted because they go with the um, with Dominate Game Day or Impact Soccer Performance, but I think you can find them individually in the playlist. You're not going to get the how, how to incorporate them in an overall program, but you can see what they are and see how to do it so I know what I'm talking about when I refer to them. Okay, the second one, we're going to get into acceleration a little bit more for a, a reason. How to work on this in season? This is a great question. It's also a really difficult one to answer. Unfortunately, it's where I have to say it depends because it has a lot to do with what in season looks like for an individual player. And it can vary a lot whether you're a rec player, club player, uh, some sort of elite academy player, high school season, and so forth. So it's going to depend on how much you're doing in the not just that, the intensity of you doing, right? Things that really matter in that when you're trying to put in the overall program is the volume, the frequency, the intensity, the recovery, things like that. You know, high, a lot of high schools are six days a week, two or three games, two to four games a week, even practices are two plus hours. But then it's also what, what you're doing within that time. You know, the intensity of it, how much rest and recovery you're getting in the session, those things have a lot to do with what in-season is. So if that's the type of question that you have, that's going to be more individualized to your situation, I'd, I would 
message me on Facebook, go into the Facebook group and post, um, email me at the soccer specialist nine at gmail.com. And maybe we can talk about how to help your player individually because all those things factor into play. Okay. So, and that's something we'll get into in more detail later on, more general, um, how to balance those types of, of, uh, programs in season. Okay. So how about teaching the burst after the player, after the play away from a skill move? My team struggles with utilizing the space and bursting away after a skill move, like an L turn, a Cruyff, et cetera. Okay. Again, this is going to be two things. It's going to be, have to do with acceleration speed. Okay, which is kind of what we just talked about, that explosiveness with that first step. So you're getting into getting stronger, right? That's going to be the key there is getting is getting stronger. And you're also talking talking about the um, technique of understanding spacing. And you're going to have to get into doing those types of drills, maybe even using a, you know, a defender that's going half speed or just kind of standing there and allowing players to dribble at them slowly or you know half speed and then on the move boom that first step away from the defender is explosive and have them have them explode into a sprint of five or ten yards okay now the acceleration speed which i talked about a little bit but this really it all comes down to strength and the the ability to produce that force put put that force into the ground the ground also mechanics maintaining that um, correct mechanical position in that acceleration so we're talking a lot about first step quickness. It's really largely about getting stronger, getting significantly stronger, and then also figuring out and learning and developing, transferring that uh, speed, that that force production into a more explosive, deliberate, and mechanically correct or efficient movement. So how fast an athlete goes there initially, that acceleration, it doesn't have so much to do with the step. It almost has everything to do with the drive, the drive and the force production, the legs ability to produce force into the ground and do so quickly. So remember that when you're talking about speed development, you're really talking about strength and, and movement development. And that's really, really, really important. Okay. Um, some of the drills for, uh, for this as well as, you know, have a player, you can do this without the ball first. I, I kind of just talked about this with the ball, but have them say, jog towards you slow jog and then on your cue whether it's a finger point or a go they explode into a sprint but they do it diagonally say at a 45 degree angle the way you would if you're going at a defender and then going around them with the ball say you're going at a defender you throw a scissor and then you explode diagonally the other direction okay so that's a little bit of how you, you have to gonna have to incorporate acceleration improvement and, and uh, speed development with, with the away from training training like impact soccer performance where you're working on strength training and and a little bit of plyometrics and power development and things like that and then also working on specific 1v1 drills that focus on that bursting away after a move okay so next question help a 15 year old understand the correlation between speed drills and the just missed 1v1s at go time great question and I think this is a huge problem in general with um, players understanding how much they have to focus and the intensity of what they have to do in training to improve their performance in a game and understanding how one helps the other. So winning or losing a tackle, right, 50-50 ball, 
It's all about that acceleration speed that we're talking about. It seems to be the theme right now with these questions I'm getting. And getting clean past an opponent in 1v1 is about, obviously, the move, getting that opponent to lean, turn their hips, what have you. And that, But then that's that explosive acceleration speed in the other direction. And there's players don't necessarily understand that mental connection. This is where you get have to get them to understand that mental connection and how training transforms to game performance. For example, I talked in the last podcast about you know, putting together a good speed program and, and maybe it allows your uh, stride, everything else, you know, being the same stride frequency, but it allows your stride to be two inches, takes you two inches further because of that force that you can put into the ground with each step. And over six steps, that's a foot. Over 12 steps, that's two feet. And that's the difference in a play. That's the difference between winning the 50-50 ball, winning or losing the tackle, exploding away from a defender. And explaining how that happens can maybe help your player understand, hey, okay, I didn't quite get by that defender for this reason. For this reason is something that I need to work on in my training, whether it's the explosive step like we talked about in the last one with the dribble, as well as the off the field training and the, the strength training and the plyometrics and things like that. So another good question. Can you address a realistic time frame to see results at increasing speed? Uh, and they say, you know, can you see results after three weeks, more after 12 weeks, et cetera, and how long often speed drills need to be done each week to see a benefit? And the answer, unfortunately, again, it, it depends and it varies. Everyone using a correct program, a good program, will see results. Uh, then a lot of that has to do with your individuality. So uh, the easiest example, I guess I can make it help understand, and the adults might get this more than the, uh, the, the young players, is whether you're, you're out fat loss and muscle building, whether you're trying to lose weight or trying to build muscle. I think anyone who's done that, who's been around that, who's gone on the diet or whatever, goes to the gym. You, you know people that, you know, guys that can look at a weight and it seems like they get bigger and, and, and more muscular and, and other guys who just can't seem to gain any muscle at all. And they go for months without it and they have to do everything exactly right. And, and fat loss the same way, right? We'll have that friend who basically can eat whatever they want. They don't even gain weight in the first place, or they decide to go on a, on a diet and, you know, they, they drop 25 pounds in a month. What, what seems like very easily. And then other people who struggle and they, they're doing everything right. And, you know, it takes them two months to lose a pound or two. And that's the same in any type of, of um, physical pursuit. You see that even with skill development, right? How some players pick up in skills so easily and others just seem to have to work and work and work and don't seem like they seem results for a long time. But again, that being said, everyone can make over make progress over time if you have a, an effective program and you stick with it. Uh, Lena is one of the players I've worked with a long time in, in her training as a, a college keeper. You know, she took her, I forget, I think it was almost nine inches. She improved her vertical jump almost nine inches over four or five months, which is just absolutely insane. Um, uh, another uh, college player that I work with, I work with, before the weird sort of spring season college had last year and work with her for about seven weeks. And I don't have times for you, unfortunately, but uh, just based on her feedback, and you can actually find this at impactsoccerperformance.com for both of them. You can see there what, what they have to say about it. she in, in 
significantly increased or improved her 10-yard sprint time. And I think I worked with her for six or seven weeks to the point where when she got back to training, her it was noticeable. Her college her coach noticed it in her play in terms of ball she was winning. It wasn't, you know, put her on the line and get out of stopwatch and let's check. And it was, you know, two hundredths of a second. It was significant enough that it was just noticeable in her play. OK, so, again, you do it right and you can you can make progress pretty quickly. Here's a short one. My guy runs more on his heels. They almost all do. It's actually pretty amazing. But again, this goes back to a little bit of the first one, the wall drills, the lean fall run, a skips, pogo jumps, line hops, hill sprints, even sled pulls and pushes to get them down low and really digging in. I would even include some ladder work in this because you really have to be on your toes to do that effectively. You can't work a, an agility ladder on your heels. So it becomes the things like that. And it just becomes practicing the technique, doing a variety of exercises like that and turn and getting them to transition into going from the heels to the, the toes. So also a lot of acceleration stuff just in terms of, because that's even more severe in, in technique. It's, you really can't do any acceleration drills on your heels. It's just not going to work, right? It's not going to work. So all those, all those exercises I mentioned can really help a lot with that. Another one, how to turn with the ball quickly and accelerate without pushing the ball too far ahead of you. Well, in terms of the quickness and acceleration, I go back to the things I said, because this is similar to a question above. And in order to do it without pushing the ball too far ahead, this comes into the technical aspect of soccer and, and really working on those types of drills. Go to uh, the soccerspecialist.com slash YouTube, find uh, the drill on the Matthews, and that's a great, and then work on that explosiveness after the move, right? Do a scissors, work on that explosiveness of the first couple of steps and do it with a ball. Maybe set up a, whether it's a person or a cone that you can set up where you say, okay, if the ball gets to that spot before I take another touch, that's too much. So proper big, and this is a big problem with, I've noticed with fast, your natural athletes that are really fast, they they find it very difficult to explode, which they do well naturally, but have a soft touch on the ball. Soft touch, hard, explosive step. It's difficult. It takes a lot of practice. And especially you want to make sure you're using the uh, the laces, um, you know, toe down dribble. You don't want to use the inside of the foot because I think that makes that's so difficult to do. It's too easy to push the ball too far ahead. And this is something you can work on at home. This is also one, one another one of the side benefits of using Dom, Dominate Game Day, which you can get on Amazon, is that the dribbling days works on your speed dribbling technique, but it also works in on with the change of direction and things and making that sharp cut is ex making that change of direction exploding away, but keeping the ball at your feet. Okay, so that's one of the side benefits of that as well. Next one, injury prevention. Man, this is already getting long. Oh, my goodness. We not get through this. Okay. Someone said, with two teenage girls, I worry about an ACL injury. We have had to deal with ankle, hamstring, and non-ligament knee injuries in the family. I get it. And, and there's, there is an explosion of non-contact injuries well as well. I think some of the best things you can do for injury prevention, and again, this is no guarantee. It just reduces the likelihood Proper strength training, the stronger your muscles, tendons, and ligaments are, the less likely for injury. Overtraining, though, is a problem, as well as undertraining. Right? This goes back to what I said about uh, 
balancing volume and intensity and all those things. Improper training, you get imbalances, okay? Maybe doing too much quad work, not enough hamstring work, too much core work, not enough lower back work, things like that. You get an imbalance in the the um, what we'll call opposite muscle groups, antagonistic muscle groups, right? Biceps, triceps, hamstring, quad, chest, back, things like that. A lot of ACL injuries are unfortunately genetically predisposed, but you can still lessen the likelihood by doing by doing um, the right things with strength training. Okay, that that is number one. Do the right strength training and certain exercises. Uh, there are some great band exercises that are utilized in impact soccer performance, such as monster walks, etc. That um, you know, squatting with with bands to in order of working, keeping your uh, your knees in the right place and building strength in those in those areas. All right. You know what? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna wrap it up there because I got two more questions that are similar that I was gonna go on that are probably go into a lot of detail. I'm gonna save that for another podcast next week. We're gonna. I know this one was probably really boring for the players. Your eyes probably glazed over, like, "Wow, I used to really love this podcast. Now he's talking about all this boring stuff and technical stuff." But it is really, really important stuff. But don't worry. Next week I'm gonna get into some other stuff, some more mental training stuff. We'll talk about mental toughness and things like that. Once again, as always, I really do appreciate everybody listening to this. Thank you for spreading the word and also and getting it getting this out there and letting other people know because the growth of this podcast is all on you. Um, I talk about, mention it in the group and that's about it. So it's just people that listen and, and mention it to others because they got something out of it. So I really, really do appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Uh, last thing I'll say, if you haven't done so, you can get Dominate Game Day on Amazon. Please check out ImpactSoccerPerformance.com. It's it's a program that's, that really has to do with all the things we're talking about, you know, helping you take your soccer performance to the next level by improving your athleticism. It's step a step program to help you increase your speed, your quickness, your agility, help lessen the chance of injuries and all that because all else being equal, if you've got the technical training and you combine that with the athleticism, wow, you're going to be a beast on the pitch. There's no doubt about that. I hope everyone's season has been going well. We should be in full swing now with the fall seasons out there. The weather around here has been fantastic lately. I am going to leave it there. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you later. Mm-hmm.